Hey, welcome to Digital Worship. I'm Pastor Scott Seidler. I serve as the lead pastor here at Shepherd of the Desert. I'm glad to lead you in online worship today. Wherever you are at, whether you're on the couch, at the kitchen table, in your den, wherever it is, that you would know that God is with you, that as a child of God, you have his name upon you, and that there is coming a day, as we are reminded in John chapter 20, that Jesus will call his sheep by name, just like he did at the resurrection to Mary. And he will call you by name, and he will bring you safely to his heavenly home. This weekend, we celebrate the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the second to last event that is recorded in the Apostles' Creed, the historic confession of the Christian faith. We believe that he ascended into heaven and that he will come again to judge the living and the dead. There's an ancient hymn. Eh, it's not too ancient, but it's kind of ancient. A song in the church that has these words. Consider them as we begin today. A hymn of glory let us sing. New hymns throughout the world shall ring. Christ by a road before untrod ascends unto the throne of God. Hallelujah. The amazing piece of Christ's life was certainly his resurrection. But just as if you would think it got, you know, kind of finished out at that point in time, that nothing better could be done, lo and behold, he ascends with his resurrected body into heaven. And we are reminded by the angels that stood by his disciples that ascension day, that first ascension day, the way that you saw him go is the way that you will see him return. Listen in to this uh, storyline from the book of Acts, chapter 1, as we learn about the ins and outs, the ups and the downs of the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he had said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men, dressed in white, stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The way you saw him go is the way that he will return.
It's an amazing truth of the ascension that when Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, he did so not just, not just to return to his father that had forsaken him on the cross and that he so desperately longed to be re reunited with. But in fact, at his ascension, our Lord entered heaven and he keeps the door open for humanity to enter in. Oswald Chambers, the great devotional theologian, said that. As at his ascension, our Lord entered heaven, he keeps the door open for humanity to enter. Heaven is our home. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I go there to prepare a place for you. Today, I want to give you three takeaways from the ascension. I want you to have a faith about what this historical moment in the life of Christ for the sake of the world is all about. First of all, the risk is minimal. The reassurance is great. Secondly, the plan worked. And thirdly, the end is coming. Let's start with the first one. The risk is minimal. The reassurance is great. We live in a time that is filled with great risk. There's more guns that have been sold in the past couple years than in any other set of years before that. People are nervous in this American culture that I'm preaching from. People are scared. They are protecting themselves through the purchase of armaments. They are uh, doomsday prepping by stockpiling water and canned food. There is a lot of stuff that makes us nervous in this world. We feel in our heart of hearts a lot of risk. Some of us might even think that as Christians, when the Lord took up residence in heaven and he left, departed from this earth, that he introduced a new measure of risk into this church, this worldly, world-bound church that we find ourselves in. The, the truth could not be farther away from that statement. The fact is the risk is minimal. The risk is minimal because we are told in Holy Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, this truth, For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the fruit, first fruits through his resurrection, and then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign in his ascended state in heaven, until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. You see, the risk is minimal for us because the Lord Jesus Christ is still reigning in heaven, bringing to submission every power that wars against him, and by extension, his beloved people for whom he died. So the risk is minimal. And with that truth from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning at verse 22, in case you want to take a note, read that again later, the reassurance is great. It's one of the things, one of the lessons we get from the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ as recorded in the book of Acts. The second lesson, though, is equally true. The plan worked. 
You see, the plan that God put in motion brought Jesus Christ into this world, set him on a course to the cross, and on that cross he achieved the purposes for which he was sent. He atoned for the sins of the world. He died taking upon himself the full guilt and weight of all our sin. In his resurrection to eternal life, a resurrection to new life, I should say, that plan was authenticated. It was validated. The essential only further authenticated, validated the truth that God's plan of salvation worked. The sacrifice of Christ was acceptable to his heavenly Father. The way in which sin's debt, the debt for sin that you and I owe because of the thoughts, words, and deeds of which we are ashamed, the original sin, the corruption that lives in us from what all those actual sins originate, all of that sin, debt was paid for. The plan of God worked. The moment Jesus departs, it's not with his tail between his legs as a loser. It's with his chest puffed out as the victor. On behalf of you and me and all the rest of the world that he so desperately loves in every time, season, and place. Which brings me to my third point today, and that's the ultimate lesson of the ascension. The end is getting nearer now. We only have one more hop before we reach the end of the description of the life of Christ that is recorded in the second article of the Apostles' Creed. The one that starts with, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the whole Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He's seated at the right hand of God the Father. And from thence he will come back to judge the living and the dead. We have one more hop before we hit eternity. And I want you to know that. Jesus Christ, again I remind you, went to prepare a place for you, mansions in heaven. In my Father's house there are many rooms. 